welcome to the Recover You podcast with Kyleen and Patrick Terhune. It's here that we talk about sex addiction, betrayal trauma, mental, emotional, and physical health, faith, and anything and everything needed to recover you to your most authentic self that God created you to be. All right, welcome to part two. Part two. Again, unprepared. I should have had a title prepared. Part two of the unusual things that we did. (laughs) I guess that's the title. That's the title of the unusual things that we did. So uh, last episode, we were talking about vitamins and NADIVs and alcohol. And a lot of that was kind of focused on you and the things that we did to support your brain recovery. But this episode actually is going to have several things that we both did. Uh, to support both of our brains and both of our bodies through recovery. Because trauma uh, trauma is a hit to the brain. It is a hit to the nervous system. Um, you know, as I was talking in the last episode, really chronic activation of the ner- nervous system is going to have many, many, many downstream effects in the body because of how it just gobbles up all of the nutrients. And so you start to have imbalances or deficiencies in any of that and good luck functioning in the world, right? We're, we're going to have brain fog. We're going to have fatigue. We're going to have pain in our bodies. And so many women that experience betrayal have, they do show up with a lot of physical symptoms and responses to this mental and emotional trauma that they're experiencing. And so, um, I experienced a lot of that. And so today we're just going to talk about a couple of the things that we, we both did. Okay. I'm excited. Let's go. All right. So the first thing that we did, and this is actually something that I offer to clients that work with me in the Phoenix Transformation, and that is run a neurotransmitter panel. So this is super cool. It's so incredibly helpful. And basically what it does is it's a urine test that lets us see where all of your neurotransmitters are and what the ratios to each other are. So there are excitatory neurotransmitters and there are inhibitory neurotransmitters. And so, for example, when you're feeling really, really anxious, a lot of times your excitatory neurotransmitters like norepinephrine and epinephrine are higher in that fight or flight state. And then we have inhibitory that are more calming like GABA. And so when you look on these tests, you can kind of see the little little, um, patterns. And when you're correlating that with what somebody is going through, what they're experiencing, what their level of stress is, you can really start to get a picture of how we can support the body and brain Mm -hmm. in a more impactful way. And so you ran a neurotransmitter panel. I ran a neurotransmitter panel. And then what we do from the functional medicine side of things is we actually use amino acids, which are building blocks of protein, but specific amino acids to help rebalance and support the natural production of neurotransmitters in the body. So just to kind of make this super clear, if you're going to, we all know serotonin, right? Like you, you don't have enough serotonin you're going to feel kind of sad. Like, and, um, you know, serotonin imbalances are associated with anxiety and depression. We're very familiar with that culturally. Right. Um, so we're also familiar with the use of SSRIs. So serotonin reuptake inhibitors. So, um, most, most people are very familiar with, with SSRIs. So with an SSRI, the way it actually works is it doesn't produce more serotonin in the body. It just helps your uh, body 
pull up the serotonin that is already being produced. Mm -hmm. So in the serotonin receptors, you're going to have this increased uptake Mm -hmm. of serotonin in the body. So for some people that feels amazing because they get that extra serotonin boost and that benefit in their brain, right? For other people, they might feel really good and then over time not feel as good. And so they have to increase their dose. Mm-hmm. And then for other people, it might not work at all, or they might dislike it over time, or it might not have the impact that they want. And part of the reason that might be happening is because, again, it doesn't actually increase your body's production of serotonin. It just pulls what you have up into the receptor. So if you don't have enough, you're still not going to have enough, right? Right. So when we look at the neurotransmitter panel, what we do is we end up using amino acids to support the natural production because amino acids are part of the chain that creates the neurotransmitters in the body. And so we know which which, uh, amino acids do what, basically. And there's a lot of um, uh, evidence of when we use this, then we get this result. And so it's, it's really, really cool. It's very natural. And it works really effectively. So Again, this is where I'll just pause and say, do your own research and work with your doctors mm-hmm. and your practitioners who who know you know what's going on here and can supervise you. And um, things like GABA and L-theanine are very helpful for things like anxiety. And 5-HTP um, is really helpful for depression. So 5-HTP actually increases your body's natural production of serotonin. Mm-hmm. So it's it's taking that amino acid can actually increase how much serotonin you're producing normally and naturally in the body. Another thing, and we mentioned this in the last episode, uh, very briefly was diet and gluten consumption. Gluten is so sticky that it actually inhibits serotonin uptake in the body because about 95% of your serotonin is produced in the gut. And so you have all these serotonin receptors in the gut. And so if we have a lot of inflammation in the gut, like we were talking about in the last episode, this can actually uh, directly correlate and impact your production and utilization of your neurotransmitters. Mm -hmm. Wow. I know. I feel like that's a huge... So so don't (laughs) ask for the bread basket at Red Lobster. Not, not if you don't have enough serotonin, you shouldn't be asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. It does make an impact. And I have a very clear example of this. I had a friend of mine run the neurotransmitter panel and serotonin was low. We started the gluten-free diet and the appropriate supplementation based on the test results. And the serotonin production went up significantly, Mm -hmm. significantly. And now I don't think he's even taking 5-HTP anymore because his body's natural production is so good. And and he he really believes this as well. A huge reason for that was his dietary change. Mm -hmm. So calming the inflammation and giving his body, and this is someone who had been on an antidepressant for like 10 to 15 years. Right Now, to be clear, he got off of it before we ran this panel without talking to me. So we do not recommend that you just Just cold turkey, go off antidepressants. That can be very, very hard on your brain and your body. That is a choice that he made before we talked. And I said, oh my gosh, let's run this test. Let's get you the support you need because this is going to be hard if you're going cold turkey like that. Mm -hmm. And it was just really cool to see how dietary changes and amino acid supplementation could support his brain in that way. And you saw it in the serotonin level in his testing when he tested later. Mm-hmm. And then now, even later, after so many months, he doesn't even have to take the 5-HTP anymore. Oh, that's great. It's pretty cool. 
um, we're also looking at uh, the calming neurotransmitters like GABA. So uh, I'm going to pull this out of my head really quickly. I don't have it in front of me, but it's um, it's like serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, epinephrine, GABA, glutamate, and histamine, I think are is most of what we see on the test, which is quite a lot. Hold on. <laughs> I may have missed a couple, but um, really cool. So for you, we were able to see dopamine levels. Um, and for me, I was able to kind of support my brain through this. So for me, the primary thing was I would rotate between a lot of anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And I, I had like a significant amount of depression for a period of time. And then, but I would also have a lot of anxiety. And, um, so some of the things, and I actually just recommended this to a friend the other day, and, and you recommend it to guys all the time too, um, is GABA. GABA is an amino, it's the, the name of an amino acid, but it's also the name of a neurotransmitter. So they, if you're uh, needing the GABA neurotransmitter, you actually take the GABA um, amino acid. So <laughs> that one's really easy to remember. If you need GABA, which is calming, you take GABA. So that one's super, super easy to remember. Um, 5-HTP and serotonin, like those aren't the same name, but that's the correlation there. So GABA is very, very calming. And I actually had a client once tell me that it was better than her um, anti-anxiety medication, yeah, which is- With no side effects. With no side effects. Yeah. That's like the crazy thing about it. It's right. just calming. Like that's mm-hmm. the side effect, which is great. There's no sleepiness with it. There's no, um, I don't, I don't think anyone would have sleepiness with it. It's really just more calming the anxiety. Yeah. It's just awesome. You may be more sleepy because you're calm. Yeah, but it's not like, it's you know, not making you sleepy. Yeah. Or even some antidepressants uh, are actually antihistamine mm-hmm. and those can make you really sleepy mm-hmm. and they kind of make you tired. So that's not, GABA doesn't do that. And then L-theanine is another amino acid that can be really supportive for calm as well. And I like to pair GABA and L-theanine together. Um, now back to the sleep part, if you take GABA before bed, it may help you sleep better. Not because it's like putting you to sleep, but because of that calming action and yeah. everything. So just, I would like, I would experiment with it. Like maybe start taking it in the evening just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, but L-theanine can actually help your brain with some focus and everything as well. So um, the re- another really cool thing about GABA is that it does help calm brain inflammation. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, we got something that's calming brain inflammation. We use L-theanine over here for a little bit of focus and we have this super powerful calming uh, combo. Mm-hmm. I really, really like that. It works really well together. And with women, um, when you are on the second half of your menstrual cycle, as your progesterone increases, your GABA naturally increases. So you may notice in the second half that you feel a little more calm because you are naturally producing more GABA, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. That is cool. So if you're not producing enough progesterone, you may notice that you have a little more anxiety. Right. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. So GABA, L-theanine, 5-HTP, neurotransmitter testing can really be helpful. The glutamate and histamine markers, those are like gut inflammation markers on the neurotransmitter panel. So again, what we eat impacts our brain. Mm -hmm. And so even though it is a brain neurotransmitter panel that we're looking for uh, this information, it also includes some markers in the gut because... If we're if there's a ton of inflammation in the gut, and we can manage that and uh, shift that mm-hmm. to be a healthier, more balanced gut with low inflammation, you again you're going to naturally have a direct impact on the production and utilization of the neurotransmitters. Yeah, 
That's cool. That was very cool. So that was a separate protocol that we did for you. Yeah. Um, do you remember? I mean, I know you remember being on it, but. I don't remember what the results were, to be honest with you. Um, but I do remember, you know, like there, there, this, you know, this process is hard. And, and as you go through it, I think, you know, as, as I mentioned in, in the previous episode, very quickly, I got optimistic on recovery, but it took me some time to get optimistic on our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but I think that's a big step because sometimes I think a lot of guys struggle because they're those things are intertwined and one the relationship may show some positive signs but the recovery doesn't which impacts the relationship and and vice versa and and so i was able to kind of differentiate those two and i i I give these protocols a lot of credit because it it started to fill me with some singular optimism that maybe wasn't you know that took us more work as a couple to develop couple optimism yeah i mean i think it can we can look at it as we threw a lot of things in the bucket right Right. Because yeah. we were trying to give your body as many tools and resources as it, right. as we possibly could mm-hmm. so that you never got to a place where you felt physically tanked right. so that you didn't mentally tank through the recovery process because of all the anxiety and the, the relational stress and the withdrawal yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and I, I think looking back at um, the processes that you went through and the success that you had... I don't want to, again, you can't prove a negative, but right. I, I don't want to underestimate, yeah. right? Like you, you look at these things and you're like, you, we saw, you know, when we, uh, switched our, our diet and we saw brain changes in Keegan, mm-hmm. right? Like we know that these have dramatic impact on your right. brain, on brain fog, on energy production, on serotonin production. Like, mm-hmm. so I think that, I think we started on a really strong foot and then we just sort of. Yeah. Piled on as much as Absolutely. we as much as we could. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your body runs on nutrients. Any action we take from blinking, talking, moving, or even just sitting still and breathing utilizes a complex system of connections, messages, and signals in the body, all utilizing nutrients in order to function well. Any type of stress, whether it be physical, mental, or emotional, increases the rate at which we pull upon these systems. The body can only tolerate this for so long before things become imbalanced and stop functioning optimally. If you've ever been betrayed by your partner, you probably understand this firsthand. Many betrayed partners experience symptoms of imbalance like insomnia, anxiety, depression, chest pains, muscle pains, fatigue, and more. This is why I'm so excited to announce a free class April 18th at 6 p.m. Eastern, Authentically You, Supporting Your Body Through Times of Stress. In this class, we're going to learn how stress impacts the body and why it's important to be proactive. You'll discover three simple ways you can support your body during times of stress. You'll experience a relaxing meditation and leave feeling more calm and grounded. You're going to gather tools, resources, and support as you continue on your healing journey so that you can leave with a plan for your next steps. I'm really excited about this class and I hope you can join us live. We will send a replay out if that is impossible, but go ahead and just click the link in the show notes to to register and save your spot. And then we will send you some emails to remind you, but go ahead and take 30 seconds to put it in your calendar right now. April 18th, 6 p.m. Eastern. I can't wait to see you there. Uh, Another thing that I did, I don't know how much you did this, but I did the infrared sauna. So the infrared sauna has so many different benefits. A lot of people think of it as detoxing, right? We have a, we have an infrared sauna that does 
near, I think it does all three. It does near it mid does. and far yeah. infrared light. Yep. And those have different benefits. So a lot of times near is just really great for your skin. Um, far goes, it penetrates deeply into your body several inches. And so mm-hmm. it has that sort of detoxing effect, but it also helps with energy production, mitochondria health, um, immune system, hormones. I mean, just you name it. It's like the infrared sauna helps. Yeah. So I was really thankful that we had an infrared sauna. It's something that I wanted for a really long time. And we kind of got a little more, I mean, I think we got a little more biohacky after I had cancer. Right. And we took right. that stuff really seriously. Yeah. And and we own ours. So ours is down in our basement. But, you know, if, if you're looking for one, Restore Hyper Wellness is another place where you can actually get, get one. It's our. It's, an, it's, it's another free plug. Yeah. We're free, not sponsored free. by Restore, but you should go. Yeah. Restore Hyper Wellness. They're awesome. Um. Yeah. So we, but that's why I was saying, I think we got really serious, um, about some things and, um, we're just super willing to invest in that. Like we, it's, it was really important to us. And, and an infrared sauna is something that I had wanted for a really long time. And then we got it after I had cancer Mm -hmm. and, um, a little side tangent. I, when I got diagnosed, went to a place that had infrared sauna and tried it. This was the first time I had ever done infrared sauna was right after diagnosis. And I remember feeling tingles right where I had my tumor. tumor. Yeah. Wow. So weird. I was like, what is happening? But it does, it impacts your immune system. It impacts your body on a cellular level. And I just pulled up this statistic before the podcast because I had heard it and I wanted to make sure that it was true. Um, The risk of all cause mortality was 40% lower among frequent sauna users. Oh, wow. Hmm. So, I mean, tremendous benefits there. So the way I used it, um, this was very early on. I had the book Intimate Deception by Sherry Cuffer and I would go downstairs, I would get in the sauna and I would read a chapter. Mm -hmm. And that's basically, I would try to do that every single day. And I was really good about it for quite a while at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have access to something like that or you get a membership at Restore or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it's a great, great resource. I don't know how much you used it. I am I kind of go hit or miss. Um, I, I did not use it that often because I was trying to get back into working out yeah. and things like that. So that, that, that would be another good episode would mm-hmm. be um, talking about how you replaced your routine. Yeah. So we should definitely talk yeah. about that. So the infrared, more to come. So the infrared sauna was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, for myself, view it as like the human charger. Like if, if I was a cell phone, the sauna is the charger. So mm-hmm. I think people just feel really good. Now I will, I always tell people this whenever I am recommending that they use a sauna, I always recommend that they massively hydrate afterwards yeah. because, you know, usually the goal with the sauna is that you are rolling in sweat at the end. And so, um, you know, big, big glass with electrolytes, please rehydrate. Right. Super right. important. All right. So another thing that I did that, so you did NAD for Mm -hmm. withdrawal and brain support on the addiction side. Right. I did ketamine. So again, we're getting into the really out there kind of Mm -hmm. stuff, but I thought it really helped. So ketamine is, it was actually uh, used as an anesthesia medication. And um, in the 1990s, they actually started to understand that it could be used um, in a different way. 
because soldiers that had been injured in battle who underwent surgery using ketamine um, did not develop or rarely developed PTSD, while soldiers who had other types of anesthesia were more likely to develop hmm. PTSD. Wow. So they started to notice that it had this impact. And I remember hearing another doctor, another anesthesiologist talk about using ketamine and like something clicking in his brain when he realized that his patients were waking up laughing. Hmm. So they started to research this. So now it is not just used as anesthesia. It's actually used under medical supervision for um, things like anxiety, depression. I think maybe even a little bit for OCD and definitely PTSD disorders, mm -hmm. which is just super cool. It's very cool. It works um, basically as, uh, I think it has some anti-inflammatory properties to mm -hmm. it. And then it's also neuroregenerative. So it actually stimulates regrowth of neurons. Wow. And synapses and all that kind of brain yeah. pattern stuff, oh, yeah. which is, you know, with addiction recovery, you're what you're creating, like all these new neuro pathways. Well, you're going to have to do that through recovery of trauma, too. And so, right. you know, especially when you drop down so deeply into grief and depression and anxiety, it's like, what can we use to kind of boost us out of that? Now, to be completely open about it, I I struggled with it because... um. I got really nauseous the first time. So then they started giving me Zofran with it. But then um, I was getting a lot of migraines along with it. Now, I had a lot going on, obviously, during this period of time. There was a lot of stress. And I was also noticing a lot of hormone shifts as well. Cause like after the trauma, I had really, really bad PMS. So there were a lot of things going on in my body. So you're typically supposed to do ketamine treatments very close together with like six back to back, like within a few weeks, I think mm -hmm. like maybe within a month. So very quickly you go through the six sessions to see the most optimal effects from it. Yeah. Because I was struggling, we really separated and took a lot of time in between the sessions. Cause I was trying to figure out like, Zofran, no Zofran. Does it matter if I'm doing this in the first half of my cycle versus the second half of my cycle? Like, how do I navigate this so I actually feel good afterward and I'm not struggling with these headaches and mm -hmm. nausea and stuff like this? So finally, I think it was like the fourth session. We finally figured it out. Yeah. Oh, it was the most magical session. It was so freaking cool. So I was noticing that even though it was kind of uncomfortable for me and I had some side effects, I did notice that it was impacting my brain. Mm -hmm. But then when we got to the fourth session and we had kind of figured out like the, the right time of month to do it, no Zofran for me, the right dosage for my body, all this kind of stuff. I also noticed that closing my eyes and listening to the right type of music made a difference. Mm -hmm. And so you remember this session. I went in, I closed my eyes, I had the music. That was the only session I had that I did not want to come out of. Yeah, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And and I distinctly remember being being like leaving with the feeling, having the feeling in the session, it's all going to be okay. Yeah. And um, and I remember saying to you, I was like, I don't want to come out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to come out of it. Where the other sessions had been a little more trippy for me and it wasn't super like a comfortable, pleasant experience. This one was just everything was right. Yeah. And um, the way it was working on my brain that particular day was super cool. So... Again, it's a little unusual, but it's definitely something to consider. Mm -hmm. um, you want, you know, you, what you'd be doing is looking for medically supervised ketamine because obviously um, I, my, it's my understanding. Yeah, there was an anesthesiologist that administered it. Yeah. yeah so and it it's my understanding, though, what I was going to say is that I think, I think 
ketamine is also a street drug that you can... I believe so. <laughs> so like, let's not do that. Okay. Right. That's not what we're talking about. You go in, it's it's utilized as a medical treatment. You're under supervision of a doctor. Um, you go home. Um, there are also ways to do it where you have people that are um, more uh, trained in integration and helping you process when you're, when you're under the influence of something like ketamine. So they can actually like ask you certain questions during the process to help you process your trauma when you have the support of mm-hmm. the medicine in your body and then help you integrate, you know, the benefit afterwards. So that's another level that I never experienced, but I know it's out there. Yeah. Um. So definitely something to consider. But I mean, you remember when I did ketamine, what were your thoughts on it? Well, I think, um, you know, I, I really, I remember just my own thoughts where I wanted you to to heal and to feel better. And so I think the first one was a little rocky. Oh yeah, it was weird. And uh, so I was like, well, maybe that won't work. And and then, but you're right, we kind of figured it out. And and I think each successive one, you felt a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the uh, you know, healing is a, is a spiral and sometimes it feels like you're going backwards mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it was always a, in my mind, it was a little bit of a step forward with you yeah. each time you came out of it. So that was always a, a nice thing to experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, for me, it was very interesting because like you said, the first one was very much like, I, it, for me, it was it was too high of a dose. Well, it was, it was like you had had surgery. Like it was like after that, where you're like, you're really groggy and you just have to go, no, home and go to sleep. And... It was very trippy. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. It was like the room was kind of spinny. Mm-hmm. What we found out was that the dose was way too high for me that first time. I'm right. very much a lightweight yeah. and we started a little too high. So mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, I don't really like this. This is not. Yeah. So we figured it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Anything else that you remember um, doing that you think was a little, a little out there, a little different, a little unique? No. I, but you know, one of the things that I've always thought about through this process is it would have been nice. Like, and of course, you don't think about this on day one, but it would have been great to like get a brain scan of myself on day one, yes. and then see what my brain looked like. Because I mean, the the one of the things that you know attic brains have a lot of pits in them and things like that. They don't look healthy because mm-hmm. the blood flow is, is diverted. Spect, and, scan, spect scan, S-P-E-C-T. Yeah. So it would, you know, it's always, as I look back now, I'd be like, oh, it'd be so great to like compare my brain today to my brain, you know, day one. Yeah. Um, and so, and it would have been nice, you know, like you think through that, like, you know, run a full panel of tests yeah. and stuff day one and get all that done and use it as a baseline and then run it in 90 days. Oh yeah. You know, after, after just sobriety, no behavior, you know, and just, you know, kind of support and then do it again. We didn't even yeah. talk about the fact that your blood pressure, like we. Right. That right. Was, Immediately started to come yeah. down, you know, and it kind of had some ups and downs, but it, it in general was trending down and now I'm, you know, now I'm in fantastic shape, but, but yeah, I think, I think that's the one thing that, that, you know, I don't view it as a lost opportunity yeah. because the healing was, what, but it's just, a, it's a one, it would have been cool to see. Yeah. yeah. So if, right. if you guys are unfamiliar with that, SPECT scan scans the brain. And um, you see if you follow Dr. Amen, A-M-E-N, um, on social media, Dr. Amen Clinics, he has done the most uh, SPECT scans, I think, of any anyone ever and mm-hmm. done like the most research with all of that. And he will show pictures of these different brains. And it's really fascinating because um, I think even the Conquer program has a picture it of that, does. right? Yeah. Like he's like, yeah. it's a healthy brain a brain on heroin and a brain on sex addiction, sex addiction yep. and the sex addict brain in that particular comparison was like worse than the heroin right. addict brain. Yep. yep. Crazy. Yeah. And I think it was an 18 year old brain too. 
which is, which is even, even more interesting, you know? So um, get those omega threes in there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So now, Mm -hmm. um, all right. So we do, we're kind of in, you know, I guess I would say maintenance phase, right? Like Mm -hmm. we threw a lot into it. We supported our bodies. Um, We're always interested in learning more and gathering more opportunities and growing personally and emotionally. And we're still, doing a lot of mm-hmm. growth work in those areas. Um, and one thing I decided to try recently was juice plus. Yeah. So, um, if you've heard about it, a lot of people have, it's, it's a pretty popular brand. Um, yes, we have it here if you're watching the video, but, um, basically I had tried this a long time ago and never really thought much of it. And then when Keegan went off to West point, um, we thought, oh, let's let's try to get him some sort of broad spectrum, easy to take mm-hmm. support that we can just flood his body with nutrients. Right. It's something that he can be consistent with and we can help him because his body is going to be under so much stress. Right. And Juice Plus has this Healthy Starts for Families program, which is super cool because it's basically like if you as the adults purchase a subscription, you can put your kids on for free and mm-hmm. they get a free subscription up to the age of, it's like between the ages of four and 18. And the only caveat is that you continue your subscription and then you fill out like this um, research form for them because they're, you know, studying, you know, how it helps mm-hmm. kids improve. And, and so we were like, heck yes. So we're sending him um, all of the, and they have chewables too, which is what we started with. Yeah. So we send him these chewables. Cause I'm like, he, they they taste good. He's getting his fruits and his vegetables. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he, that's going to be doable for him. And we we'll literally he'll text us and be like, I'm not feeling very good. I'll be like, take some more juice plus. Yeah. Right. Right. Double it up. Yeah. yeah. So because of that, he started taking that and then we started taking it because we hopped onto that mm-hmm. healthy starts for families program. And then, um, and then recently I just decided to hop on board with it myself. Um, I see a lot of value in it. And one of the the pieces of value that I really find is, you know, the last episode in this episode, we were really talking about all of these out of the box, you know, lab testing and protocols and IVs and mm-hmm. saunas. And, you know, that's not accessible for everybody. And it's also um, complicated and it's expensive. expensive. And for some, um, for some, it may even feel just overwhelming. And I know, especially in the betrayal trauma side of things, Mm -hmm. when you are in the freeze, when you are in the overwhelm, it's like, you know, I sent an email out uh, the other day um, to my newsletter that was basically like, I remember celebrating the fact that I went to the grocery store with my therapist, you know, I was like, I know it's not that big of a deal. And she's like, no. It is a big deal (laughs) because everything felt hard for such a long time for me. And so in that, in that case, it's like, okay, maybe these complicated protocols or, you know, trying 10 things at once or, Mm -hmm. you know, that's too much. So how can we make it as simple as possible? And so I really thought that Juice Plus was such a great way to do that because, it you have the fruits blend, you have the vegetables blend, you have the berries blend. So you're getting all the nutrients. It's a whole food supplement. And that's where it's so nice because it's like, if we were eating, like, I literally don't even think we could do this, but if we were eating fruits and vegetables at every single meal, oh yeah, you know, yeah. that's great. And that's the way your body assimilates it the best mm-hmm. and utilizes it the best because they all work in, in the way that your body can um, process them effectively. Right. So, you know, you're not going to overdose on them. You literally can't because it's food, yeah. which is awesome. And um, it's just a great kind of like yeah. broad spectrum way to do it. And then I got a report from my friend of mine who uh, is taking them. And she said, you know what I like about it? She said, 
Um, I started taking them and I don't have vitamin belly from it. So there's like no bloat when you take it. So yeah. I don't know if any of you have experienced that, but she takes them, you know, before breakfast. And so she noticed that her body assimilates it really well. And then she also, and I think this is really important because if we were talking about fish oil earlier in the last episode and you had the thought of, I hate fish oil because it makes me burp and it tastes so bad. They have a plant-based um, fish oil. And my initial thought, you know, working in functional medicine and and knowing about fish oil and the importance of it and being super conscientious about getting high quality fish oil supplements from specific brands um, was eh, plant-based isn't going to be as good, but they don't give you the fish oil burps, first mm. of all. And the way they do it is they cold process it. And the reason is really, you have to be very careful if you're getting fish oil is because it can get rancid. So the way that the company processes the fish oil is really important. And then the way you store it and all. So it's very, if you are getting fish oil omegas, that's great. Just be super careful what company you buy them from. So then I was looking into the Juice Plus fish oil and it's like cold pressed. They're very careful. It's plant-based. And, you know, if you think about it, the fish are eating the algae and getting the omegas from the algae and stuff like that. And the algae is in the plant-based fish oil. So anyway, you're not going to get the fish oil burps and they're very conscientious about how they uh, preserve it so that it's um, packaged really well. So that's super Mm -hmm. cool. So, so anyway, we'll put the link to that in the, in the uh, show notes as well. So if you're interested in trying that again, it's simple, it's easy. It's not overwhelming. You know that you're going to get the nutrient um, density that you need mm-hmm. um, under the stress that you're experiencing. And then if you do have kids, try the Healthy Starts for Families program and get your um, kids some chewables. And it's a, it's a great way to kind of get some more veggies into their day. And they yeah. just, my little niece, how old is right now? Oh, uh, a little over one, right? A little over one. Yeah. yeah. I asked um, my sister, hey, does she want some chewables? She's like, yeah, she'd love that. And she was walking around her house last night, just shoving them in her mouth. Like, yeah, I'm like, hey, get your vegetables. That's in. Right. So That's she right. loved yeah. it. So so we'll put the uh, the link to that in the show, show notes if you're interested. If you have any questions, just reach out about that. But um, yeah, I hope these episodes have been helpful and encouraging. For me, I'm always looking for new ways to grow new things to understand, new things to learn. So I hope that this brought some something new and interesting into your life that may be supportive and helpful as you and your spouse go on this recovery journey. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I think it's, sorry, did I cut you nope. off? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I think, you know, you're, you're, you're worthy of living a healthy life mm. and no matter what you've done. And so, you know, this is one of those things where it can start to move you into that range and you start to feel better and it becomes a a uh, self-perpetuating cycle. You feel better. So then you want to keep doing things to make yourself feel better. And, and so it's just, you know, just remember you're all worthy of that. And I think, I think that's, that's the lesson. Yeah. I would say you are the most important thing that you can invest in, in your life. Absolutely. Because then that is going to have a ripple effect with everybody that, you know, so people that are concerned that, focusing on themselves is selfish. I think focusing on yourself and getting yourself healthy is the best thing that you can invest in ever. Absolutely. Whatever that means, if it's therapy, if it's supplements, if it's, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, because then you end up being the best version of yourself for everybody else in your life. And if you are working on empty, you're not going to be able to work at your best in those relationships Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, parenting and being a spouse and being a friend and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I, I think it's the opposite of selfish. I think it's one of the best things that you can possibly do Absolutely. is to invest in yourself and your health. Agreed. All right. All right. See you next time. Thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this podcast interesting or helpful, it would mean so much if you leave a five-star review or post a screenshot and share on social media. We are on a mission to share the message of recovery and you can help get the word out. If you know a friend who could use this podcast, please share it.